What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to tuning in to my second episode of my podcast. Like a uh, donkey, I accidentally deleted my first episode. So my apologies to anyone that missed it, but didn't really miss a whole lot since I'm just getting new to this whole thing. But anyhow, let's uh, let's do a week in review, shall we? So, alright, let's be real. College football this past Saturday, eh, Cupcake Saturday, right? The only legit game that was somewhat good for the most part was the Michigan-Wisconsin game. I mean, that was only solid for about the first three quarters, you know. Then Michigan starting quarterback Brandon Peters got hurt, and that was pretty much the end of that. Jack can't, or I don't even, yeah, Jack Corn or Jimmy Crack Corn or Candy Corn, regardless, went in for Brandon Peters from Michigan, and we all know how he's doing, and he ain't much of a quarterback, let's be real. So that was the end of Michigan once he got in, and Wisconsin took over from there. Now the question is, Wisconsin, I mean, they're undefeated now. So basically, they if they win out, which most likely they will, because they're in a weaker division than, you know, compared to what Michigan's in, along with Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State, in which they're all in that same division, opposed to Wisconsin. Uh, it'd probably be Wisconsin, Ohio State. And I was doing a little researching Ohio State actually still has a chance at the college football playoffs. Hear it out. So if Ohio State wins next weekend, which there's probably high probability they will because it's, I mean, I hate to admit it, as a Michigan fan, Ohio State has been on in Michigan. So it could be a close game, though. I'm hoping, you know, as a, as a real legit fan, you know, I'm always going to stick by my Wolverines, but from a analyst standpoint it ain't looking too promising but never say never right so here's how it works Ohio State they went out and beat Michigan and then go to the Big Ten Championship and face Wisconsin and beat Wisconsin they actually I can't remember the exact percentage but it was like 70% chance that they will make it in the final four for the college football playoffs the reason being is supposedly, I guess, the playoff system for college football favors the Big Ten, and especially Ohio State, simply due to the fact that, well, the strength of schedule for Ohio State was pretty solid this year. I mean, if you do a review, it pretty, I mean, it was. I mean, they had Penn State. They had Oklahoma. They had, God. Michigan State, you know, certainly, you know, teams like that, you, you get, you get the picture. So <clears throat> it's crazy. I mean, as much obviously as I hate Ohio State, you gotta get, you gotta give them credit, because point blank period is that, I mean, they lost a heartbreaker against Oklahoma, and then they pulled off that God, such of a miracle back in their home game in Columbus against Penn State uh, I mean we all thought that game was a dud but they came back you know so I know it seems crazy and you know with the team with two losses it doesn't seem like they have a chance but they really do so uh, like I said if they went out they beat Michigan and then beat Wisconsin then they have a chance so 
Yeah, I know. It's crazy to figure that, but it's true. But uh, we take a little break. I'll be back with y'all in a minute. And uh, thanks again to anyone that's tuning in. All right, and we're back. So I forgot to tell y'all. I didn't exactly have a name for my podcast. And I was, you know, flip-flopping. I'm like, what exactly should I call my podcast? I can't exactly call it my name. I just feel weird. Just the Mitchell Anderson podcast. It just feels weird and odd. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to give my podcast the name of my fantasy team. Injured Reserved. I'm like, why not? So anyone that's tuning in, welcome to Injured Reserved podcast. Where we just talk about typical sports and guy stuff and anything in between, I guess. So... Alright, now that we got Saturday out of the way, which was Cupcake Saturday, so we know damn well we didn't really miss much this past Saturday, let's go and review for this past Sunday. So Sunday, I was able to check out the Lions game, in which case, I had to brag a little bit, my Steelers went off Thursday night against Tennessee. I know it's only Tennessee, but still, I mean, Marcus Mariota throwing four picks, I mean... I'm not saying Pitt is, should be the favorite to win the AFC because there's always New England. They're, they're always Pitt's kryptonite. So I say New England definitely has to be the favorite in the NFC again. I know I hate to say it, but I'm being real here. Uh, <laughs> New England dominated Oakland. Oakland is a former shell of themselves of last year. I mean, I don't know what the hell's wrong with Derek Carr or Marshawn Lynch. He's, he's jank now. It's just, man, I, I don't know. It's New England killed them. Uh, was, I mean, the final score, I don't, God, I don't even know what the hell the final score was, but it wasn't even close. Uh, let me take a little gander here if I can find it real quick. 33-8. to eight. And then we got Cincy and Denver. Cincy was able to win by three, 2017. Philly and Dallas. I fell, I fell asleep after the end of the first half, and it was like seven to six or something really score, you know, something really low. And then <laughs> I didn't think much of it. Didn't really care for the two teams. I know Philly's. I mean, man, Carson Wentz there. I mean, that that team's a threat, just just like St. Louis. But uh, you know, I went to bed not much thinking of it. I was like, all right, I just need Zach Ertz. He's my final guy to rely on in fantasy. I was like, I just need him to get like eight points, and I beat this dude, and he has no one else to play. And, well, I wake up, and Zachary, Zachary didn't do anything. I'm just like, how does that happen? You know, so that was kind of a kick in the nuts, I can't lie. But, you know, Philly doing work at, at Dallas. I mean, 37-9, <laughs> to you can obviously show they really missed the running game, which is odd because their offensive line is nuts. I mean, you, you <laughs> You can uh, drive a truck through all the holes they make, but man, uh, they're definitely missing Zeke. I know I'm definitely missing Zeke for fantasy. That's for damn sure. Uh, let's see what else we got in review. Washington and New Orleans. That game was nuts. I don't know if anyone's seen that. Washington was up by, uh, what was it, 31 to 16 in the fourth with like a little over three minutes to play in New Orleans. Like, I saw it on Sports Center. Like, the win percentage was like a 0.5% or something. It was something stupid crazy. Like, y'all might might as well went out and played the damn lotto. That's that that's how the odds were. But 
New Orleans able to force OT, make a big comeback, but beyond the arm of Drew Brees, the old man still got it. You know, um, they won 34-31. The Saints, you know, they're like 8-2. It's nuts. Giants got their second win of the season. Yeah, against Kansas City of all teams. And overtime, 12-9. Big, uh, you know, big grinder right there. And, uh, and then, of course, me being a jack wagon. I don't have much of a defense for when it comes to fantasy. So it's like, ah, got to start Buffalo's defense because the only thing that's... They got they kind of hit or miss for me for some reason, and man, Los Angeles Chargers killed them. They got they showed Buffalo who's boss, 54-24. So they got me negative five points in my fantasy. I'm like, that's awesome. And you know, Baltimore doing work against Green Bay, 23 nothing. I mean, that's Baltimore's third shutout this season. I mean, the last time Baltimore's defense did that was back in 2000 when they won the Super Bowl with old Ray Ray. But, uh, yeah, that's a review for Sunday. I'll be back in touch with you all in a second. I'm running a little low on time here. And welcome back, everyone, to Injured Reserve Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Anderson. And, again, I'd like to say thank you to anyone that's listening. So, all right, sweet cream on an ice cream sandwich. Why is it every time LeVar Ball does something... Just one little sprinkle of positivity, the internet explodes, or ESPN, or Undisputed FS1. I mean, let's be real here. Okay, ah, I get it. That's the second triple-double, all right? You went like 11-16 on 11 or something like that. But man, let's be real here, okay? Yeah, he's one of the youngest to do it since LeBron James. Let's be real. Come on now, everyone. It's 2017, right? I mean, for Christ's sakes, I mean, you could stand under the rebound. I'm 5'9". I could stand under the under the board and get a rebound in today's era. It's that simple. It's that easy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the NBA is, you know, a bunch of fruit cups or anything like that. It's, no, without a doubt, it takes a lot of endurance and physicality. But, man, I mean... <laughs> Compare it now to back then, come on now, 10 years, that's a big difference. Um, But man, (laughs) I get it, I'm not taking anything away from the young man. He's only 19 years old, I get it, it's badass. Good congrats to him. But man, when you're shooting like 33%, (laughs) I mean, come on now people. Let's not over-exaggerate or over-hype this than it already is. I mean... (laughs) The kid is shooting about 33% from the field still. Like I said, worst comes the worst scenario for LA. He becomes a Ricky Rubio. It's that simple. It's not that bad. He just needs to respect his role. He needs to understand that. He's not a shooter. He has a solid basketball IQ. He sees the floor well. He's a great passer. That's his role. He, you know, I wouldn't say he's the director, but since you are, you know, what is he, a point guard, you know, since he's one of those main guys, he's able to see the floor, he's able to direct people, tell them what to do. Kyle Kuzma for LA is that man. He is that kid. He is the diaper dandy. Let's be real. He is going to be the future for LA. And enough of this talks. LeBron ain't going to LA. If he does, I'll... <laughs> I can't lie, I'd be shocked. I mean, say, all right, say, all right, he does go to LA, right? He does go, he leaves Cleveland, 
again after this year and goes to LA, then what? So you got a 34, 35 year old LeBron James on the LA Lakers and you, everyone's going to expect him to like step back and give LeVar, uh, or excuse me, <laughs> Lonzo Ball, it, you know, the role like, Hey, you're our guy now. If I've been saying LeVar this previous, uh, in previous comments, I'm sorry. I get him and his dad mixed up. But anyhow, it's not the point. Lonzo Ball, like I said, great kid. Sees the floor well. Tremendous IQ. It's just, man. <laughs> you just don't, you, you can't shoot. That's it. That's fine. No, I'm sure somewhere down the line he improves his percentage, which is a possibility. Because all greats were like that. Gary Payton was the same way his rookie season. He couldn't shoot with a jank. He was garbage. But he got better with time. So, like I said, I hate when certain things like this light up, you know. It's like ESPN hasn't gotten as bad lately with LeBron James. That's kind of dying down. But before LeBron James, who was that before that? I mean... Who, was it Was it MJ? I'm sure MJ was in the 90s, late 90s. But who else was like the highlight figures for ESPN? It had to have been Brett Favre. God knows it had to have been Brett Favre. But I know I got a little off topic there, but like I said, I just hate when people overhype these kind of things. You get his second good game of the year and everyone just explodes. It's like, just chill, calm down, a lot of room to work with. But uh, I'll be back in a few. Again, thank you to anyone that is listening. And I will be back soon. Alright, so now that we got last weekend out the way, let's look forward to this upcoming Saturday, which is total polar opposite of Cupcake Saturday. Now, insert the crying emoji for most guys, because college ball is sadly coming to an end. For regular season, that is, until... Uh, conference championship play. So, take a look at it. We got the War Eagle. We got Bama and Auburn. Bama travels at Auburn. Obviously, Alabama has yet to lose. Crimson Tide go to Auburn, 11-0 against 9-2 Tigers. Then you got the game, Ohio State at Michigan. Of course, always a new game. On Fox, it's at Michigan this year at the at the Big House. Like I said, <laughs> I never feel good about this rivalry as a Michigan fan. I'm being real with y'all. Like I said, never say never, but man, is this a must-win for Jim Harbaugh? <sighs> you know what? I I feel like it. Yeah, but at the same time, like. It's not really something to panic as a Michigan fan simply due to the fact that, hey, Urban Meyer's a great coach. That's a great program. Same thing with Mark D'Antoni in Michigan State. Or uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Was it James Franklin, I think, the head coach from Penn State? Forgive me if I'm totally wrong on that. But y'all, you know, y'all get the gist of it. Big Ten, Big Ten's a tough conference nowadays. Don't get, I'm not making excuses this and that for Michigan. It's, Let's be real. The Big Ten Conference was nowhere near the athletic competition it was back 10 years ago. Can we all agree with that? I think so. So now, you know, you got the game. You got Washington State at Washington. 
Clemson's got a solid one against at South Carolina. And then, like, like I said, Wisconsin, they didn't really, their only challenge was Michigan. They have to travel at Minnesota. Notre Dame at Stanford. Notre Dame, they're looking to cap off with a 10-win season, 9-2, and traveling at Stanford. And uh, if this, I believe if Stanford wins this game, they get a chance at the Pac-12 championship, of course, with the help of Washington. So, man, honestly, uh, as much as I hate, I think, I think Bama wins it. I mean, it's at Auburn, so, you know, anything's possible, but I, I, if I'm a betting man, I, I take Bama and then obviously I'm never going to go against my Wolverines. So I obviously I'm going to choose Michigan and then, uh, Washington state at Washington. Both 9-2, Washington State traveling at Washington. I believe, you know what, uh, I think Washington takes it, but who knows. Honestly, I th- I don't know why. I have this feeling that South Carolina is going to pull the upset against Clemson. I, I don't know why. I can't give you a reason. I just, something in my stomach tells me, you know, if anything, take the points with South Carolina. Then Notre Dame at Stanford. I think Notre Dame, you know, they finish the season off strong. They'll try and get a solid bowl bid. You know, they're suffering a tough loss against Miami, but they'll bounce back. They'll get a solid bowl game possibly in January, and that, that'll be that. So, but hey, uh, thanks again. I know I keep saying thank you so many damn times on this podcast for anyone listening. But again, I'm going to take a little break, and I'll be back with you all very shortly. Alright, uh, welcome back to Injured Reserve Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Anderson, and I can't say it enough. I appreciate and thank anyone that is listening in. Thank you again very much. Thank you to my little rants or whatever when it comes to sports. This is, this is going to be a, a little off topic. Well, completely off topic, actually. Uh, in review, uh, more than just sports, I'm also... DC and Marvel fan. I'm a nerd like that. So definitely, if anyone has a chance, I definitely binge watch the hell out of the Punisher series on Netflix. Check it out. You will not be disappointed. Man, any Marvel fans out there, you will not be disappointed if you haven't checked it out. I, it's just, it's uh, one season, 13 episodes, uh, it's, it's really great, man. Uh, you, you will not be disappointed. Uh, the guy that plays Frank Castle, John Berthal, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Probably not. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, he does a phenomenal job playing Frank Castle. Just, man, that deep, that such dark role of him. He plays it to perfection. It's amazing. He He's badass at it. Man, it... Definitely check out the Punisher series on Netflix. I'm telling y'all, you will not be disappointed. That show was amazing. It, it on a scale of one to ten, I have to give it probably 8.5. To be honest. Um, and the thing, I haven't checked out all the Marvel shows. To be honest, I, <laughs> I I checked out most of them. Like I, I enjoyed Luke Cage. I enjoyed the Daredevils. You know, so. But man, that if you want like a <laughs> a real dark Marvel show that's the one you'll watch talk about 
blood, gore, gruesome, you name it, it's there. It, everything's there but the, you know, the, the language. <laughs> but man, I'm, I'm telling y'all, it definitely check it out. It's amazing. You will not disappoint, be disappointed. Even if you're not even a fan, I think you'll find yourself intrigued into this show. But hey, that's all I got to talk about today. Again, I know I sound like a broken record. Thank you to anyone that has been listening to my podcast. And this is Injured Reserve Podcast with my name, Mitch Anderson, signing out. And I'll talk to y'all later. Thank y'all. Mitch, Injured Reserve Podcast. I love it, man. Welcome to Anchor. Hey, and it totally happens, man. We delete episodes. Sometimes episegments don't get uploaded after we after we did this five-minute amazing dialogue. Um, I really appreciated your analysis there on the Big 12. I'm in Wisconsin. Don't hold that against me. Um, and so I really appreciated the, your thoughts there. And it's just crazy how OSU can actually get still into the playoffs. But nonetheless, that's exactly how you you judge it on the toughness of the calendar. And so that's what they're meant to be the equalizer, right? So really appreciate your segments there. Looking forward to hearing more of your story. This is Sherman, the crazy Asian. I'm out.